Father Lord, we thank you. We give praise to your name for Believers Convention, the excellent way of love. We thank you for what you are going to do in this convention. Because we know that your grace is sufficient. We know that uh, he who has started a good work in us is able to finish it. We thank you because your, understand, the, the, um, your understanding your understanding is what we need to come into the place that you have called us to be. We thank you for the availing of your word that will bring understanding to us. Father, we will not just be men that just talk revelations. We will be men that abide in them in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I ask that um, you speak from my mouth as a mouthpiece today uh, in my own level. And um, you will use me to bless your people today in Jesus' mighty name. All glory and honor be to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, the excellent way of love. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, over time, we have thought that we understand what love is. Praise God. The, we think, we, we felt like we actually know really what love really is. And we know what sacrifice is. We know what, how to define love. But when we look into the scriptures, we realize the fact that the love we actually learned is another kind of love that is not God's love. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. So we are falling in love with something that is not actually what God actually calls love. Praise God. Uh, a lie, another enemy has taught man how to love that is contrary to the way God has designed man to love. Praise God. And um, that's, that pattern of love is, des is designed to actually run man into debt. Praise the Lord. Praise God. The Bible says that there's a way that seemeth right unto a man and the what? End of it is what? Destruction. So when you are talking about the excellent way of love, it cannot man, can, man cannot comprehend it. God. There's no way a carnal mind can comprehend the excellent way of love. When the excellent way of love is to be communicated to a man, the carnal mind will have, must have been dealt with. Praise God. Because the Bible says that the carnal mind is what? Enmity unto God. The carnal mind cannot love God. Praise God. So if love will be communicated to the soul of a man, the carnality in him must first be dealt with. Praise God. It is the carnality in a man that makes man to hate God. We actually think we love God until God brings his demands to us. Then you'll know that you don't really love God. Praise God. Man has fallen in love with something else that makes him to ignore God. Praise God. Daddy taught us that thing one day. He said, he said, he defined ignorance as something. He said, a knowledge that man has received that gives him capacity to ignore God is actually called ignorance. So man has learned a way that is called the way of ignorance, but he actually thinks he has a knowledge. But that knowledge is running him to a place. It's forming a law inside him that is called the law of sin and death. Praise God. So when a man is lived by the carnal mind, a man is actually walking away from God. So that man cannot love God. Praise God. So when you want to teach a man God's law, first, the first thing that needs to be dealt with is what? The carnal mind. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Let's quickly go to um, uh, Romans chapter 8. Um, the carnal mind is actually a knowledge that has actually veiled the eyes of man to see who God really is. Praise God. So if I have a knowledge that has been profiting me, I have lived by it, I've seen results by it, then they are now bringing a knowledge called the knowledge of God that now contradicts what is profiting me. Praise God. If God does not help me, I will refuse that knowledge. Because I cannot see the end of it and I cannot see the profit of it 
unless my eyes of understanding is enlightened. For me to see actually the end of that thing or begin to see the end of that knowledge that they are bringing to me that actually contradicts the knowledge that I used to have before. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. So Bible now says, he said, uh, Romans chapter 8, I will start from verse 5. For they, are we there please? I'm sorry. Um, I have, I think I have like 15 minutes left, right? 15. Um, I will try my best. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Praise God. But they that are after what? The spirit. Praise God. What did they, what did they search for? The things of the spirit. So anybody that has fallen in love with flesh, we always naturally get to, towards the things of the flesh. Praise God. So where is love? Is that where the, where the treasure of a man is? Is there's what? His heart will be. Praise God. So if carnality has become the treasure of man, then definitely the man will naturally gear towards what? Carnality. And a man that is naturally gearing towards carnality cannot love God. Praise God. He does not have capacity to love God. Praise God. So when they are coming to deal with the current, they are teaching you another life that can actually now begin to love God. Because the carnal mind is what? Enmity. What does it mean to be an enemy of somebody? When you see that person, you don't want to interact with the person. We can be born again, but really, really, do really want to engage God. When God, we would, we would think we want to engage God because you go to church, you are a worker in church, you get. Um, maybe you are in the choir, you sing very well in choir, you are early to church in the morning. By 7 a.m., you've gotten to church. And you know, by maybe by 3 p.m. or after everybody has left the church, you had one that cleaned up the church. Praise God. You had one that closed the door. So in your mind, somewhere you feel like, wow, I love God. Until God brings his standards. By the time you get to Matthew, book of Matthew, when Jesus Christ was talking about your righteousness must be higher than the righteousness of the Pharisees. <laughs> but, eh? When we were saying that uh, if a man takes your, uh, your coat, leave the coat, add your cloak to it, um, and leave it. If they tell you to walk two miles, add another like four miles to it. Uh-huh. You, will now, you will now start wondering, do I really love this way that they are showing me? So for a man to love that way that they are bringing, what's going to happen? Highs of understanding has to be enlightened. Praise God. Praise God. Verse 7. Verse 6, sorry. For to be what? Carnally minded is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. For so long, I've always thought peace in the Bible is having peace of mind. In fact, you quote the scripture, blessed are the peacemaker. Praise God. And you just think that if you don't fight your brother, and you don't have any problem with your brother, you're a peacemaker. Or maybe a sister in your compound has always settled fights. You say, wow, that's a peacemaker. <laughs> Praise God. 
But uh, <laughs> praise God. But that's not a peacemaker. Praise God. A man that is walking towards the enmity, detonation of the enmity between him and God. When the enmity, middle of partition between him and God is being closed up, that is actually a peacemaker. That hatred that the devil has put in a man towards God. That thing that devil has put in a man that makes him not to respond to God. That makes him not to agree with God. When that thing is being removed gradually by the knowledge of Christ, that is a peacemaker. Because the Bible says that Christ is our peace. Praise God. So when Christ is formed in a man, that man has come to peace. So Paul now said, my, uh, my, my, my children, who I travel in what? But again, sometimes we miss that word again. So we think that it is actually the day you got born again that Christ is formed in you. No, he said, I travel again. So he had already traveled for them to be born again. Then he now said, I travel again for what? Christ to be formed in you. When Christ is formed in a man, the enmity between him and God has been expunged. Now he is at peace with God. God can now begin to instruct him the way he instructed Christ. Praise God. That man is not a man that is struggling with God. It's not, he's, he's not hard for him to yield to God. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. Uh, he said, he now said, verse 6 again, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. Verse 7, because the carnal mind is enmity, what? Against God. If you're an enemy of God, for there to be an, to, to be hate, there must be a love somewhere. If you don't love God, then you love something else. If there's a place in me that does not love God, that place loves something else. You might not be seeing it, you might not know it until they open your eyes to see what you are loving. But truly, truly, there's a love at work there. And for there to be a love, that means there's a law at work in you that has been put there that generates that love. It's called the law of seeing and death. Praise God. What is a law? A law is something that naturally drives a man. Law of gravity. You don't need to do anything to it. Just throw something up, it will come down. For you to overcome law of gravity, you have to superimpose another law. Praise God. Do you get what I'm saying? Like this building now. This building is like an image. There's a law that is holding the building together. Law of coercion, all those different laws. When you want to bring down this building, you introduce another law to hit the building down. So when God wants to destroy the law of sin and death in a man, there's something called the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It comes from the knowledge of the person of Christ. When he's been unveiled, a law is being expunged in a man. When a man lived by what is being unveiled in Christ to you, and you live by it, over time you realize that another law is being formed. You will now walk another walk. Another journey has begun. Praise God. So when they are bringing the knowledge of Christ to you, they are bringing a life that has capacity to now look up and love God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God the Lord. All these things I'm teaching, they are things that I learned from daddy. Praise God. I don't know if I have my own personal revelation somewhere. <laughs> Praise God. So if I'm preaching like this, I learned it from our daddy, our mommy, Pastor Maker, and other people. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I think, okay, I have just five minutes more. Uh, let me just go to Ephesians chapter 2. And um, I'll be um, dropping the microphone. Praise God. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Wow. I'm so expectant for this convention. I'm excited inside me because I know that journey is, is, it will begin from today on. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. Do you know that the way you, the way you behave is based on an understanding that we have? So a man doesn't just behave the way he behaves because he just wants to behave like that. An understanding has been imputed into him that makes him act the way he acts. You must know something to make decisions. So whatever we do is at, out of a knowledge that is running our life. And that knowledge has become a law inside us. That even thinking about it, once, who does, do you choose to be bitter or jealous? No. A scenario just needs to happen around you. It just triggers jealousy inside you. Because jealousy is a law there. You don't choose to be bitter. Praise God. Something just happens around you and it just activates bitterness inside you. It's a law. It drives people. Before you know it, bitterness starts giving you instructions. Jealousy starts giving you instructions and you start moving towards the action of jealousy. That's a law. Praise God. So when they want to remove it, they need to superimpose another law. That's why they will subject you to another leading. Praise God. Maybe you are jealous of a sister. They will tell you, kneel down for five hours. Pray for that sister to excel in that thing you are jealous of. By the time you are done praying, it's possible that that jealousy will not be gone. <laughs> Praise God. Don't worry, I'm talking from experience. <laughs> Praise God. You know, sometimes you can be jealous of somebody. Oh, yeah, kneel down for the next two hours. Pray for that brother. And you know, we, the ministers, it's, it's, it's the revelation that always brings trigger jealousy. <laughs> When you see a brother that ah, ah, you just speak generation, gener the revelation in front of you. Ah, ah, why did you know this thing before me? <laughs> and the thing will start disturbing you. Then the Holy Ghost will come and instruct, kneel down now and tell him that you will have more revelation. Begin to pray. <laughs> Praise God. Begin to pray that he will have more revelation than you. I can tell you by, by the time I was done with that prayer, I was celebrating the brother. Praise God. You see, another law has been introduced. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 2. I'll start from verse 12. Praise the Lord. Verse 12. That at the time you were without Christ, being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God, in this world. Colon. But now, in Christ, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Verse 14. For he is our what? Peace. So that peace there is actually being made near unto God. Praise God. Who had made both one and had broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Verse 15, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, praise God. What did he abolish? Enmity. Even the law of commandment contained in, even the law of commandment contained in ordinance, for to make in himself of twain one new man. So doing what? Making peace. Praise the Lord. See how they make peace. Making the continuous tense, making what peace, and that he might reconcile. You see, 
verse 16, that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross. Having slain what? Enmity. You see? So, how does he do that? He has to slay enmity first for reconciliation to happen. He was telling the Corinthian church, he said, be reconciled to God. Were they not born again? You know, in, when I was learning new creation reality then, there's nothing wrong with new creation reality when it's balanced. Praise God. But we went to some extremes then. And we'll say that, I, you know, we got to a point where we're even saying that we are gods. <laughs> we are God. <laughs> Praise God. I am, you know, if I don't let me go there. Praise God. <laughs> um, but we, now we are realizing the fact that for that to happen, God, for any minutes to be expunged, there must be what? For your consolation to happen, enmity was what? Be removed. Verse 17, and came and what? Preached. Why did he preach? So peace is not done until it is preached to a man. It's not the day you got born again that peace has happened. The day you got born again, the next day you still committed a sin. Praise the name of the Lord. So it's not that peace has happened the day you got born again. But not somebody needs to come and preach peace to you. It's an understanding that a man needs to come into for him not to refuse God. Praise God. Verse 17 again. And he came and what? Preached peace to you, which were far off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access, Spirit, unto who? The Father. So when you, Jesus Christ is saying that I am the way and the life, it's not that the day you got born again, you believe in now you have gotten to the Father. No. Jesus Christ is the channel. You have to learn him to come to the Father. So it's a curriculum you have to learn for you to actually begin to see that excellent way of love. And that love be removed. Father Lord, we thank you Lord for this morning. I give praise to your name for what you are going to do. I thank you Father Lord for this little thing that you have said through me. Father, you expand into the heart of your people in Jesus' mighty name. All glory, Lord. All honor and power be to you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, in your glory. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Amen. You praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Femi. God bless you. That was uh, awesome. That was exquisite. Very, very precise. Um, praise God. Uh, bringing um, definition of peace. What peace means. Praise God. Uh, you're showing love. What I saw is you showing love and and enmity as two opposites. And whenever you are healing enmity, you are installing love. And love cannot be installed without enmity being taken away. Praise the Lord. Uh, you know, enmity. I can, like you were saying, enmity is not something you consciously do, in not in spiritual terms anyway. Uh, enmity is what is what in your sub subconsciously rises out of your heart that you don't even know, but until it displays itself, then you realize, wow, this is enmity. And that's where the Lord is, is going to praise the Lord. And, and to get to that point in a man, you have to travel deep. And that the, the, the work of Christ is, like you were saying, say, John is a passage that as you are exploring Christ, there is also the exploration of the death where enmity has been hidden and the Lord will bring about that exploration for us in this program and going forward in the name of Jesus. Amen. Are we blessed? Are we already being blessed? Do you have a sense of being blessed this morning? If you are say I'm blessed, yes. praise God.